great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight. That's what you've earned here tonight. Either we heal now as a team, or we will die as individuals. From the soles of your feet, with every ounce of blood you've got in your body, lay it on the line until the final whistle blows. And if you do that, if you do that, you cannot lose. You cannot lose, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to On and Off the Field with Durf and Dylan with our kind of new intro thing. Yeah. That we're giving a shot if 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 we like it or not. I don't know. Kind of a test run. Um, so, well, we'll we'll look for your opinion if uh, you guys like that or not. Yeah. Uh, so welcome. It is what Tuesday, April twenty first. Yeah, it is Tuesday. I feel like it should be. We I feel like we should be doing the live show. Feels like a Thursday. Yeah. It's been it's been, a, it's been a long week. I would, I, would ta- I would take a Thursday already. <laughs> that sure would be nice. So you're hanging out with Durf and Dylan on and off the field. Uh, you you are actually in our you're you're in our draft NFL draft special edition episode. Mm-hmm. We will be later joined uh, by uh, the couple that runs a podcast called Sports Bliss. Now also on the RTF Sports Network which on and off the field is also on RTF Sports Network. You can check it out on Spreaker or just go to rtfsportsnetwork.com where you can also vote for show of the month, which on and off the field has pretty much been annihilated from that uh, competition (laughs) uh, by the other two shows. But hey, we had a good run there earlier in the month. Oh yeah. Uh, You can also go to onandoffthefield.com. And you can listen to the show from there. You can watch the live show from third the last Thursday. That video is always posted up. You can go to the charities tab and you can donate to the current fundraiser we're running for Feeding America, the charity chosen by Chelsea. That's like a tongue twister there. The charity <laughs> chosen by Chelsea uh, for winning the giveaway. Uh, we're trying to get to a thousand bucks. It's been pretty inactive since we started, but... We are trying still. It's going to be there, I think, forever. So <laughs> just if you listen to this and you're feeling like you want to donate to Feeding America and fill up some food banks, head on over, give a couple bucks. We have a goal that we are trying to hit. So onandoffthefield.com, great resource for all of your on and off the field needs. Always constantly updating with fun, fun stuff. So as we uh, start diving into our Tuesday, we are going to start with the other sports yeah our, <laughs> our segue we have the draft coming in this week so at least there's some normalcy there on schedule it'll be weird because it's virtual mm-hmm. but it's really going to come down to what's going to happen with offseason training uh like there's there's probably not going to be a mini camp will the regular season start on time those are all still questions that nobody can answer, so we're not even going to try because there's no yeah. point in speculating. <laughs> we, we might do it next week with a guest that we're going to have next week, but there you go. that's uh, that'll we'll leave that for another time. 
But as we jump into other sports, uh, the only thing that is going on is the Michael Jordan slash Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, which I just watched the first two episodes today. Finally, mm-hmm. kind of procrastinated a little bit on that. Yeah. But uh, you didn't watch it, did you? I have not had time to sit down and watch it just quite yet. But it is on yeah, it my... It takes some time. It is on my list eventually here, so... It, it's two hours of your day. That's that's some time to, you know, you gotta, you gotta take out of your schedule. Yeah. Uh, I, I just had a couple of takeaways from it. Mm-hmm. I do think the documentary is good. Obviously, I did not grow up during the Jordan era here. I, mm-hmm. I saw none of it. This happened in the 80s. I was born in 1994. I have no idea what happened during any of this. Um, did he play in like nine? He, he might have played when I was a baby, mm-hmm. but I definitely have not lived through this era at all. So it's cool to see all of this laid out in front of me because people always talk about how Jordan was the goat and the Bulls were amazing, but it all fell apart. And it's it's fun to watch it finally see and understand what happened in the behind the scenes and Really, they've done a good job so far with two episodes in of helping me, a youngster, understand the Chicago Bulls of the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen era. Mm-hmm. One of my takeaways was, did you see how people were freaking out like all over social media that uh, Barack Obama was on? He was in episode one, I think, mm-hmm. and they interviewed him shortly. And in the corner when they said like what he was. It said Barack Obama, Chicago, former Chicago resident was his description. And apparently people got like very upset by this. He's a former president and you, you mention him as such. That is so disrespectful. Uh, I can't believe that they would just say, Oh, here's Barack Obama, the former Chicago resident. That's so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. They did this for everyone they interviewed. Guess what? They had Michael Wilbon. Like he was one of the first interviewed people that's to start out the documentary. And guess what his description was? It said Michael Wilbon, Washington Post. Like, and then it had the dates he worked at the Washington Post back in the day. It right. didn't say ESPN personality. Because yeah. guess what? They're telling you who these people were during the Jordan Bulls era. Right. And if you, if you forgot, Obama was president between like 09, 2017, if, if you don't count the, like the election year. But it, he was a former Chicago resident. He was a Chicago resident during the Jordan Bulls era. And when they interviewed him, it was basically him saying, you know, we couldn't afford the, the Bulls tickets when I was a youngster or whatever he said. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people were so upset by that. Like they couldn't put two, two and two together that it, it was just them saying his title for when when this was going on so i thought that was that was pretty interesting and then my second point is i'm here to defend not defend but through the through two episodes i do not understand the hatred for jerry kraus the gm of the time jerry put together a amazing squad of players and to do such he had to, you know, make some enemies along the way. He had to trade some people that he, maybe people didn't want traded. And one of them included Scottie Pippen. 
he came out uh, whenever that year was that they're falling apart, 97 or 87, 88 or 98. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, not, not good with the timelines. Whatever the last year they were falling apart, uh-huh. he said he was going to trade Scottie Pippen. And Pippen got all mad. And then he only signed the seven-year $18 million deal, which is his own fault that he signed it because it was a terrible deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he was warned not to sign it by one of the one of the owners, but he signed it anyways. And and Scotty behaved like a child. And okay, well we're gonna trade you. And everyone got upset, and Scotty got upset, and things started falling apart after he said he was gonna trade him. I I don't understand why Jerry's the bad guy here. It, I haven't seen it yet. There's still eight episodes left. There could be more that makes right. him look like the villain. But I haven't seen it yet personally. Mm-hmm. So Jerry, for right now, I'm taking your side. But I still have eight episodes to go through, so don't <laughs> don't hold that too close to your chest. We're gonna take our first break, and then we're gonna jump into the NFL and the draft. Cannot wait. Be right back. And welcome back, everybody. Town off the field with Durf and Dylan as we jump into the NFL, the sport that we know best. Yeah. Normally it's NFL and XFL, but yes, I'm still not over that yet. I'm still crying <laughs> a little bit. I have my tissues right next to me. Oh. <laughs> Never going to get over that. Oh, I did see. I just remembered. Uh, that all did you see that uh Oliver Luck is suing Vince McMahon? Really? Former XFL commissioner files in federal court cites wrongful termination following McMahon's decision to shutter the league. Woo! Wow. Yeah, I found that interesting. I so if anything, I think that really, really puts a damper on the XFL ever coming back. Because yeah. now you have the commissioner suing the guy that like right. hired him. Yeah, that's that's not going to go over well. So, but as we dive into the actual NFL, yeah. we had some uniform changes oh, yeah. in the past couple days. What were you? What was your? I don't think I've talked to you about the Patriots uniforms. What what you kind of think about those? Well, when the Patriots uniforms came out yesterday, I was kind of like, meh. I mean. Yeah. And it, it looks cleaner, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I kind of, I think the what I've been saying to people on Instagram who have commented on my posts, I kind of just told them it looks retro, right. but in a bad way. Like the white yeah. with the stripes on the shoulder and right. it kind of looks like a, like a throwback-y kind of thing, uh-huh. but like, but bad. Like not in a good way. So yeah. they basically just made their color rush uniform their primary uniform. Yeah, that was the big change. Which it's really not that big a change because I've seen I've seen the Patriots wear their blues before. I mean Yeah. I don't I really feel I don't feel like it's that big of a change. It, mm-hmm. It's not something that you're probably not even gonna notice next season. Right. One that you probably will notice though. Oh yeah. Is the freaking Chargers, man. Yeah. Those uniforms are dope. Oh, yeah. They are super good. By far, 
by far the best changes we've had out of all the teams that have made uniform changes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... I think it's kind of up there with the Colts, like the Colts' new secondary logo. Yeah. It's a really cool logo. Mm-hmm. So I would put that at, like, number two just because it's a logo and not an entire uniform. And the Chargers right, right now are sitting at number one for overall yeah. changing things. I love them. I, I do not hate anything about it. I've heard a couple people say they don't really care for the helmets, but mm-hmm. I, I'm here for I'm here for all of it. Good for good for them. Good for their design department. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think like how many people have numbers on their helmets? It's a little odd. You don't see it a lot anymore. It's not. It's very old school. But I mean, the I re- dark blue one is fire. That yeah, let's say that dark blue one is super, super sexy. Because even on the helmet, they like filled in the bolt, so it's not all yellow for the bolt. It's like yellow right. highlighted on the outside, and it's like yeah. dark blue or black or whatever it is on the yeah. inside. Like similar to the the bolt on their pants. Yeah, yeah. super, just super dope, and fr- I I love, I love it all. I love these uniforms. I really do. Oh yeah. So congratulations to the Chargers for so far. Apparently there's like I don't know, is every team changing their uniform this season? Like I thought it was just supposed to be like one or two teams and now it just seems well, like everyone's I think it. this year was the year that the teams were allowed to start changing. Like there was a t- I think a time period there where they couldn't change their uniforms. Like I think it was something in it was some kind of NFL uh, well, they had the new CBA, so was it like a part of the CBA? They get new uniforms. I don't think it was CBA. I think it was like with the owners and the commissioner. Like I think it was oh. separate from CBA. But I know this year was like the year that a lot of teams can start changing like helmet design or helmet logos and stuff. Because like a lot of teams, like you couldn't change helmet stuff because it had to be like safety. So you can only like do stickers, like you could change the decals on it, but that'd be it. So, um, but I think, yeah, this is, I think after the end of last season, this is the year that a lot of teams are like eligible to change their uniforms now. Um, so I think that's why we're seeing so many this year. I mean, not only just good for teams to refresh stuff, but like let's start a new decade with some great uniforms. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Just new decade, new new threads. <laughs> yeah, let's let's jump into the next ten years with some some freshness. I'm I'm all okay. for it. And I I was talking to someone on Instagram in the comments mm-hmm. about how uh, I just want like, everyone's coming out with new threads, which is cool. But two right. teams, I want to see the Seahawks throwbacks. Like the yep. Largent days and the Zorn right. days, I want those back, yep. and I want the Kelly Green for the Eagles back. Oh, that is yeah. that is what I want. That'd be cool to see. Do you want the Bills old uniforms back? Like, do you want their logo back? I want the red helmet uniforms. Yeah, the red helmet with the those were, those the, cool. the medium the medium blue. I think that would mm-hmm. be a great uniform combination for them. Like it was just, they had such a good run in that uniform. Like not to be like super, not to be superstitious, but like good things <laughs> happened in that uniform. Like I'm yeah. not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. 
little stitches, right? <laughs> I'm a little stitches. <laughs> but, uh, great, great plug right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still have the Rams are still um, on the schedule to release new uniforms to go with their new logo as well. So it's not over they better yet. Hope those uniforms are dope. <laughs> telling you what, it better work. <laughs> If those don't come out to be the best uniforms in the league, a lot of people are going to be mad. Because <laughs> the logo already sucks, so they have to make up for that. Oh. Boy, oh boy. Oh, so announced, you know, a lot of stuff happened recently. Mm-hmm. Like just today alone, April 21st, let me yeah. tell you, today's been a big day. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson is officially going to be on the cover of Madden 21, which is cool. And he deserves it, but let's be honest, Madden was making Lamar Jackson covers like week five of last season. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like they were they were already designing and printing those bad bad boys out, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that wasn't Patrick Mahomes two years ago? Was he already on it? I thought he was last year. Was he last year? I thought yeah, he was so. Madden, Madden twenty. I mean, I, yeah, I think you're right. I don't, yeah. I don't own the Madden games, so I don't really keep up with who's on the covers. But yeah, it, it we'll be praying for the future of Lamar Jackson here. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe just skip the year with Mahomes. You know, oh, oh, oh lordy. <laughs> uh, hopefully, he doesn't turn into RG three round two. Oh we, do, man. we don't, want, we don't want to see that. No, we don't want that. No one wants that. No. What do you think his overall rating will be come Madden twenty one? I feel like it's got to be a 99. I feel like really? you're going to give him like 99. I think he's going right to the Madden 99 club. I think after that playoff performance, his pass, his accuracy wow. might drag him down a bit. He might be like 97, 96, 97, I think yeah. would be more fair. Because I don't want him dropping dimes in Madden because that's not really reality. <laughs> To be right. completely honest. Well, yeah, because like Tennessee clearly made him look human and not superstar that game. So, right. So I, mean, I think his speed and his agility and whatever else those running stats are right. is going to be like Michael Vick, like back right. when he was uh, like a Madden superstar. Yeah. Like basically untouchable. But mm-hmm. if if you if you play a uh, a run defense and make them throw. I feel like in Madden there should be a weak spot um, built oh, yeah. in there. I would give him like ninety six. I'm going to go ninety six because right. I like even numbers. I'm not going to go ninety seven because I like even numbers. Ninety six. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that that's a little thing I have a problem with. I have a problem with even <laughs> with odd numbers. You know, like the, like the volume on the TV needs to be like twelve or fourteen. It can't be thirteen. That's me. I'm that yeah. person. <laughs> All right. And other breaking news that happened basically just before that we went live on this podcast, like an hour beforehand, not even. Robert Gronkowski Jr. the third, (laughs) a little (laughs) Dave Patrick thing there, was traded, came out of retirement, and was traded from the New England Patriots to. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. That's 
Not I saw the conspiracy theories. <laughs> I heard people say, what if he comes out of retirement to go to Tampa and have fun with Brady one more time or two more years? Like yeah. if he, I knew he didn't want to go back to new England cause he wasn't having fun. Right. You, we've already had that conversation. But, yeah. And now he, why not go down to Florida? He loves it in Florida. Let's yeah. go there and hang out with Tommy old boy and yeah. throw some footballs and have a grand old time. <laughs> I saw the conspiracy theories early in the offseason. I was like, there's no way he's coming out. He's having too much fun. He's in the WWE now. He's loving life. Nope. Rob Gronkowski in a seventh-round pick went to the Buccaneers for, here's the kicker, the Buccaneers sent the Patriots for a retired player, mind you. A retired (laughs) player. They sent a fourth-round pick for Gronkowski to the Patriots. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel where's like where's the list of retired players who got the most trade capital for? This has got to be the highest. It's got to be. I mean, there might be like a, cl- a thing here or there where some guy might have got a second round pick because he oddly retired, whatever the weird case scenario may be. Right. But this is just a fourth round pick for a guy who wasn't even in the league. That's bananas. <laughs> Yeah. I uh, but the Buccaneers have to take on a I think they have to take on the contract, which is gonna be another ten million uh a ten million hit for the season was his last year of his deal with New England. Okay. So they they will have to take a hit for that. And that's just I don't know. Yeah. It it should be interesting. I don't know if OJ Howard or Cameron Brait will be on the move now since Gronk's there or if they're just gonna have three tight ends. Uh, whatever the case may be, Gronkowski is now a Buccaneer. Fire the cannons! <laughs> we will be right back. We're going to take our second break and then come back with draft heavy news. Yeah. All right, and welcome back to On and Off the Field with Durf and Dylan as we start. The draft part of this episode, so exciting. First off, of obviously this is a virtual draft. This is going to be super cool, unprecedented. Uh, we, we saw um, the John Lynch for the 49ers set up for the draft. He had like six computer screens, three phones in front of him. Mm. Absolute chaos that these guys are going to have to go through. And I feel bad for him, kind of, but it's just cool. It is a cool yeah. thing that we're going to be seeing if it's going to work, uh, what things might go wrong. But Mm -hmm. one thing that should not go wrong is trades. Uh, They announced that for trades, uh, they did their virtual mock draft. Mm -hmm. And this must have been an issue because as soon as they did their mock draft, they came out and said, for trades, the clock will stop. If someone is working through a trade, if they did do a trade and now they need to figure out who they're drafting, the clock is going to stop for trades because apparently it's just chaotic. And I would imagine that it is. I would imagine that's a very difficult thing to work through. Um, You got to talk to other teams. And then once you do the trade, you got to talk to your own people and Mm -hmm. it's just a disaster. So that's something that they're going to do for, uh, for the teams. That's a good thing. And then uh, they did go through their virtual mock draft and except for, uh, two small things. <laughs> two small things went wrong. Apparently, there was a slight glitch right off the bat with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm not sure what the glitch was. I don't know if it was, you know, they couldn't send something to the commish. I don't know if it got I, mixed up with something else. Do you yeah. know? I, well, I think I heard that they were having an issue submitting their picks. I think it was a little bit of a communication issue. Um, okay. Trying to get their picks submitted. That That's a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> so... Uh, it was promptly corrected by IT folks. Um, is is the report? Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I don't think we should have that problem uh, going into Thursday. And then uh, it was John Elway that yeah. came out and said, "There's the one issue that we had. Um, people need to mute their mics." <laughs> <laughs> You gotta mute yourself if you're not up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you would think you'd be smart enough. Maybe it was just because it was a mock draft. They didn't right. care as much. But you would think if you're on the phones with your camp, yeah, that you're gonna mute yourself. Right. Like I feel like that would make sense, right? Oh, now, absolutely. The commissioner goes. The commissioner walks up. Or he gets ready to talk. And with the fifth overall pick, the Miami Dolphins select. Someone's dog starts barking in the background. Oh, sorry, forgot to mute my mic over here in Cleveland. Sorry. Um, Imagine that. Someone's wife starts scolding them out. Like John Lynch's wife walks in and is like, "When are you going to be done with your computer games, honey? It's a draft." Maybe not oh. that. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know if John Lynch is married. Sorry if I offended you, John Lynch. If you're not married, I apologize. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. So yeah, I mean, it, it. I think it's all systems go. I really don't think there should be a lot of issues. It'll be really cool uh-huh. to see this play out. But uh, hopefully, people are saying, "I really hope there's a mistake. I really want to see something go wrong." I, I just hope it goes seamlessly. I hope it's really cool. And the NFL, I hope they, you know, they did a good job with um, setting this all up and making it interesting for people to watch. Yeah. So, and with we that can being even, said, and oh. we can even <sighs> boo the commissioner. We can boo the commish. That is something that I have prompted on Facebook. Yeah. Um, trying to get, when we are doing our live show on Thursday, we should be just starting the first round yeah. of the NFL draft. So, Bud Light came out and said, uh, you have to do it a specific way, like share your Boo the Commission videos with them. Uh, but we're still going to do it this way. When when Roger Goodell goes live, <laughs> in the comments for our live show, that will be on Facebook Live. And if you're also, you can listen on, on Spreaker. And you can comment on the Spreaker channel for RTS Sports Network. Just, we're going to spam the comments with hashtag Boo the Commish. So he knows that although he can't hear us, <laughs> we are booing the ever-loving crap out of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because because he's he's getting away with it this year, and we won't let him. <laughs> we, we won't let him. <laughs> Thanks for catching me on that. I forgot oh, about that. Not a problem. Well, that's going to be fun for the live show. That's going to be great. Oh, yeah. So make sure you all tune in the live show. That's going to be important. <laughs> Got to have as many people as possible. So, with that being said, we're going to move into the mock draft. And Fred Durf has done a great job with this. So, please, let's dive in. 
go for it. All right. So just to give you a little background, what I did, um, basically took every team's need and then took every mock draft I could find, compiled it all together based on who was going to get drafted, who was the most common person to get drafted um, at each position, and then based on their team needs, I made my choice for who that team should pick in my mock draft. So, number one, no question, Joe Burrow is going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, little disclaimer here, this mock draft here is a trade-free um, draft order. So, Miami has all three picks. San Francisco has both picks. Um, a couple other teams have multiple Seattle picks. has their pick. <laughs> Seattle also has their pick, yes. <laughs> Which is not going to be a thing. <laughs> but I, I would love yeah. to place a bet. If anyone wants to do a bet with me, just let me know before Thursday. I'll do a bet. If Seattle trades out of the first round, you have to donate to charity. If they actually make a pick, I'll I'll do something. I don't know. Just let me know if you want to do that before Thursday. Just hit me up. <laughs> because I guarantee you'll be donating to charity. <laughs> Oh, but I mean, I think Cincinnati definitely makes a makes a smart choice here with Joe Burrow um, to be their new quarterback of the future. Um, I'm sure, would like to think so. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, so n- number two, uh, it's what is the Redskins. Um, there's a lot of talk that quarterback could go here. I really just think they th- they take the uh, best player in the draft. Um, which would be Chase Young um, out of Ohio State. Um, I think he's. I think Ron Rivera's just going to want that defensive end, um, that young talent there, um, just to help build up that defense in Washington, um, kind of train him or coach him like he coached a lot of defenses in um, Carolina. So I really think it, I think I really think Washington is going to take the take Chase Young. Um, yeah, you can never have too many pass rushers. I mean, people are always saying, but they have a solid defensive line already. Why would they want Chase Young? Why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> you, you draft Chase Young, and like your opposing quarterbacks won't have more than two seconds to throw the ball. Right. So, but yeah. So, um, so number three uh, is Detroit. Um, I think this is kind of the second best player. Um, on defense in this draft this year. Um, it's an obvious, I think it's an obvious need they have based on the players they've traded away um, during the season and this offseason. Um, so I had them taking Jeff Okuda, the cornerback from Ohio State. Um, I think it's a really good pick for him. I think he's uh, going to be a good corner. Um, Ohio State's had a pretty good run of de- decent corners. Um, coming out of college. Um, but I think that's probably where Matt Patricia is going to want them to go because he's a defensive first guy. Yeah, they just need that Darius Slay replacement. Right. That's like they have no one back there right now. <laughs> Zero yeah. players. But. So I think. I think the Giants pick at number four is where things start to get a little deviated from like the common pick here. Um, 
I have him going offensive tackle for the Giants. There's a lot of other um, mock drafts that have him taking someone on defense, but I'm going to stick to offense on this pick and go with Tristan Wurst, um, the offensive tackle from Iowa. I think he's probably he's the top tackle um, in the draft. So I really think the Giants are going to take that blue chip lineman, put him on that line, and kind of at least start to build that line for uh, Daniel Jones to be behind so they can at least give Daniel Jones the right tools on that offense to at least help him succeed a little bit. Yeah, a lot of people have Isaiah Simmons. They obviously have a need at edge and safety, and he can play every. He could play both of them, but right. Yeah, they need they need to open holes for Saquon, and they need to protect Danny. Yeah, that's a. I Absolutely. think that's a good pick for them. Um, so number five picks probably been the most talked about pick, I think, since last year's draft or this team's pick since last year's draft. Um, with the Miami Dolphins. I actually have them taking Justin Herbert from Oregon. Um, a lot of people still are predicting Tua. I think the fact that Miami tried so hard to get Tua to their facility to do a physical before the whole coronavirus shutdown situation and they weren't able to get it done, I think that scares Miami and they go with Herbert instead. I I would hate to see Miami pass up on a great talent like Tua, but if they're right. really concerned about his injuries, yeah, then I understand. Like yeah. I, I I don't hate it. I understand it. Right. I just I just think if you let Tua rest for a year, just let him learn the ways yeah. of an NFL quarterback. Right. He would be good to go next year, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't. It, it'll. It'll be interesting to see what they pull the trigger on, but I, I could see Herbert for sure. Right. So, Tua doesn't fall too far, though. He actually is t- getting taken in my mock draft at number six um, by the Chargers. I think even though the Chargers are saying we had Tyrod Taylor there, they're full 100% behind him as being their starter. I really think Tua is going to come in and compete for that position, if not become the starter for week one. Um, I think the Chargers are going to, they are going to take that chance and I think it's going to pay off for them. Um, but I think two is going to bring that explosiveness to the Chargers that Philip Rivers couldn't because of his age and his lack of athleticism. Um, but that's where I have two going, which a lot of people, um, have wondered about where he's going to go. All right. So, yeah, I think that's a good spot for him because if they do trust Tyrod, then right. that's fine. You can let Tua sit for a year, and it'll work out right. for him. Yeah. Yep. So Carolina at seven, uh, going defense um, with Derek Brown from Auburn. Um, real quick here, we'll go eight with Arizona. Have another tackle and Jared, Jared Jedrick Wills from Alabama. Um, another good offensive tackle for to help Kyler Murray. Um, number nine is actually where I have Isaiah Simmons going, um, to Jacksonville, the linebacker safety from Clemson. 
Um, yeah, the only difference I would see there is if I if if Carolina took Isaiah to replace Keekly, I would definitely see that. But that's yeah. the only change that I would I would see. But yeah, definitely still good picks. Yeah. Um. So number ten with Cleveland, uh, offensive tackle. I'm gonna mess up this name. Um, yeah. Mechie Becton from Louisville. Um, a lot of people say he's the top tackle in the draft, but there. Oh, there was some report. Recently, it came out of the combine. He, oh, he failed a drug test at the combine, so he automatically goes into a sixty-day, I think, probation period. Um, so that I could see him falling to the end of the first round if teams were worried about that. Um, he's a great talent and a freakish athlete, though he can't fall too far. Right. Um. So eleven Jets. Uh, first wide receiver C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. I have Jerry Judy going to lost the Raiders at 12. Um, San Francisco's first pick, I have them taking Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, defensive tackle. Um, I think they're going to – they always take defensive players early in the draft. Um, that's what they've built this defense on. Um, with continuing on, uh, Andrew Thomas – Offensive tackle from Georgia. I have him going to Tampa Bay to help Tom Brady not break a hip. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see. Henry Ruggs third, another good receiver from Alabama. I have him going to Denver. It's going to help Drew Locke out there. Um, is there – let's see here. Oh, Atlanta takes a cornerback. C.J. Henderson from Florida. I have Dallas at 17 with Clavon. Uh, <laughs> Gassion. Gassion, yeah. The edge player from LSU. Um, his name's been kind of blowing up here um, probably the last month or so. Uh, Miami's second pick, I have him taking an offensive tackle in Joshua Jones from Houston. I think it's going to be good based on the quarterback they take. Um Raiders' second pick, I have A.J. Terrell, uh, corner from Clemson. Jacksonville's second pick, um, Trayvon Diggs, the corner from Alabama. Um, that's my pick. That's not the wasn't the most common in the mock drafts, but that's what I'm thinking they're going to go with. Um, 21, T. Higgins from Clemson. Um, wide receiver, his name kind of blew up there towards the end of the college football season. Um, but I think a lot of other names are still there ahead of them. Um, 22, Minnesota first pick, which is from Buffalo. Um, Justin Jefferson, RC from LSU to replace Stefan Diggs. Um, 23 with New England. Um, everyone thinks it's going to be quarterback, but I think Bill Belichick's going to go defense. So I think he's going to go with Zach Vaughn, uh, linebacker from Wisconsin. Um, 24 with New Orleans. I have him going defense as well with Patrick Queen, um, linebacker from LSU. Minnesota's second pick at 25, Christian Fulton, cornerback um, from LSU. Miami's third pick um, with the first running back off the board, I have DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Number 27, if they're still there, the Seattle Seahawks. I have them taking yeah. 
Yitcher Gross Matos, the edge rusher from Penn State. Um, Baltimore at 28 will be taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. Um, 29 with Tennessee, I got AJ uh, Epineza uh, from the edge out of Iowa. 30. Um, Oh, Oops. <laughs> uh, so 30 with Green Bay. I have them taking uh, Jordan Brooks, linebacker from Texas Tech. They're going to go defense in the first round to get that first uh, that blue chip player on defense. Um, San Fran second pick at 31. I have Ross Blacklock at TCU. Um San Francisco just fortifying the defensive line there. Uh, and then finally at 32, the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, are taking Cesar Ruiz, the center out of Michigan, who is probably the top-ranked center in this draft. Yeah, and so. teams without a first-round pick, unfortunately, are Buffalo, <laughs> Chicago, Houston, Indianapolis, the Rams, and the Steelers will – yeah. have to step this one out unless they decide they want to trade their way in. But right. as it stands right now, there's your on and off the field slash derf um, first round mock draft. Yeah. And I, I like it. it it's pretty much what I would have. Uh, I like, I, I like a lot of them. Yeah. The only one I could see changing if, if San Francisco picks at 13, I think they take Jav on. And if they do stay at 31, they might go wide receiver, but I predict that they're going to be both going back. I don't think they're picking in the first round at all, in my own (laughs) humble opinion. Yeah. So, as we start to wrap up the show, we're going to be bringing in Rob and Chris from Sports Bliss to talk a a little bit of sleeper picks and to maybe play some games. This can be a great time with them. Let's get them on the line. And we have Rob and Chris with us from Sports Bliss. What is going on? Hey guys, we're excited about this Bucks news. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, we're down yeah. here in Florida and Orlando. Can't wait for Gronk to come over. I know. We I might mean, go pay. I know it's unfortunate that you might not be able to go see him live, depending on how this all plays out. But if you were able to, let's say this all disappears, are you planning to go see Brady and Gronk and all of the others? I oh, would love to. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll make a trip over. It's not that bad. I think we were looking up Super Bowl tickets already. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it is a I Tampa Bay Super Bowl. This year. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You're saying there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> that's, that, that's all you need is a chance. That's all you need. That's it. That's it. Jim Carrey, I think. Yes. <laughs> And I don't even think Gronk has to go that far because he was just here literally five minutes from our house doing all this WWE stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found yeah, that. Yeah, we were going to discuss that. Can yeah. he play? Can he do WWE stuff still? Or is he going to have to put that on hold because he still signed a contract with them? Is he going to be able to wrestle and do the NFL or is he just have to like stop wrestling and like come back hold you know I guess that's how everything plays out also too no but could you imagine he's like in the press conference 
and the wrestlers come running in to start wrestling. Isn't he the 24-7 belt holder? Yeah, which means that they can pin him at any time. Exactly. I, I pr- That's an amazing idea. Awesome. Pray that happens. Oh, my gosh. It would be great. Middle of, middle of his re- unretirement press conference, someone just comes in and slams him <laughs> or tries to slam him, and he counters them, knocks him out. And then he just continues with the press conference like nothing happened. That would that be would good. Be great. And holds the belt above his head. Yes. Oh, he should do his press conference with the bell. Yeah, it should just he be should. right there. He should, definitely. I think that's one of the rules, right? You got to carry it with you at all times. Is he going to wear it on the field? That would be oh. that would be epic. Touchdown <laughs> <laughs> passes with his WWE belt. <laughs> That would be. I don't know anything about WWE, so I don't really know these rules. I'm learning. You, you just taught I, I, me I, I really more than I knew. I'm, I'm just faking it. I'm faking it. Christy knows a lot more than I do. I do remember the video of Stone Cold Steve Austin beating the one guy up in the grocery store. That was a. That's always a fun, a fun video. Anything with Stone Cold is the best. <laughs> so are you are you big WWE fans then? Uh, not not like recent. Like I watch more in like '01 and '02. Back when, like, Stone Cold was there and, like, you know, all of, like, the really popular mm-hmm. wrestlers were there. I think that's when, like, the storylines weren't so cheesy. Maybe they right. were cheesy. They were I just think they fun. were cheesy. They you were, were just, just younger. Yeah. <laughs> like, back when The Undertaker wasn't 60 years old. Yeah. Exactly. You know? <laughs> He's, like, literally going to be The Undertaker now. He's going exactly. yeah, to <laughs> actually pop his dead body out of dead body out of a coffin here soon. So as we were talking about, like we were talking about having you on, and I'm so glad you're here. And what we were going to talk about was, uh, first off, we have sleeper picks for the NFL draft. And I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys went late round, mid round, early round, what's going on there. So just give us some of your, your sleeper picks. Who you got that's going to shock the world or maybe make their team a little bit better, but kind of drop later. What do you got? I'll, I'll give you two, okay? And one's kind of a mid-rounder and one's going to be a late-rounder. But I'm going to be a big homer here because I'm a UCF guy, a knight, all right? Oh, yeah. Gabe Davis, the wide receiver. I think he's going to slip late because there are just so many wide receivers, to be honest right. with you, you know? And so he's going to drop lower. But I've watched this guy for three years. He's phenomenal, you know? He's got great hands. He's a huge target. He's 6'2", like 216. He's ready to play now, to be like a third receiver on a team. He's not going to be a number one, but like a third guy. Mm. He'll catch everything. And somehow, you know, he's, they, they knack on him because he's like, he doesn't have this breakaway speed. But I never saw the guy get run down, number one, in three years. And number two, he makes really good double moves and he can run really good routes and get open. And then he somehow separates from guys and gets down the field. And so, and then he's big enough to kind of just bounce off of guys and keep going. So I think he's going to be a steal going in that, say, fourth round. I've seen where some people say he'll go in the second or third round, but he could even slip down there saying the Chiefs may take him in the fourth. So if he goes on a team like that, I mean, it's going to be, that's going to be pretty deadly. And then the other guy again, draftees for Kansas, they need young players that aren't soaking yeah. up money because they have like three dollars in cap space. That would be amazing if they right. could pull it out. Yeah. Seven seventy two receptions, twelve hundred yards, twelve touchdowns in the Latin in the two thousand nineteen season. Those those seem like yeah. good numbers to me. I I don't know. 
<laughs> I would. He's, he's a all around player, you know, blocking everything. The other guy I got for you, and I don't know why he wasn't invited to the combine just to see him do this, is Adrian Killens Jr., the running back. He's also out of UCF. He runs a 4-3-7-40. The dude is like lightning fast. He gets around the edge and nobody can catch him. But the crazy part about it is his junior and senior year, he started running the ball up the middle. And he's a small guy, like 5'8", five, 5'7". Five, and he can yeah, squirt five, eight, through there and four. just... Yeah, but he squirts through there and goes. And he catches the ball very well. I could imagine somebody splitting him out in that, that slot receiver and just getting the ball and going. And so I think he's going to go like sixth, seventh round or so. But whoever gets him is going to get a dynamic player that can take it to the house anytime. He averaged 7.2 yards a carry as a senior. Yeah, I'm wondering if you kind of got a Darren Sproles scenario on your hands here. Yeah. Maybe, I don't want to do too big of comparisons. I'm not a big comparison guy because it's not fair to younger players. But no one listens to this podcast anyways. But so just <laughs> eyes, speed, and hand. I'm just curious if you got, you know, you got yourself a, like maybe a beginnings of a Darren Sproles option there. That's, that's interesting. I didn't know who he was. So thanks for, thanks for bringing up. up. He's lightning fast. Yeah. 87 attempts, six, 629 yards and seven touchdowns in 2019. He had 10 touchdowns in 2017 with 790 yards. That was his big year in 2017. And that's what running three backs on the team. They would rotate three backs through. And so he got carries, and he can grind out some yards for you, too, even though he's small. But his biggest thing is he just takes it to the house. Yeah, eight receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown in 2019. That's 15-yard average on catches. That's yeah, that's a slippery guy by the sounds of it. I had to look yeah, I don't, I don't know why they didn't bring him to the combine, just to show off his speed, because he's one of the fastest guys in the country. Yeah, I, I, I'll be looking for that name for sure. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. That would be great if Tampa Bay picked him up. Oh, it would be awesome. Put him yeah, in he's supposed to stay in Florida yeah. for his whole life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they need, uh, they need a running back, so yeah, why not? Might as well take the gamble if it is going to be 6th, 7th round. Never right. know. Find that, that uh, diamond in the rough there. <laughs> I think that's what it's sure. all about in these rounds. Who do you got for your sleeper? Okay, so I'm keeping, I'm a big Florida fan, UF Gators, so I'm staying with my team, and I've got LaMarco Pirin, and I don't even know how to say his first name, but Zuniga. So Pirin is a running back for the Gators, so he's the most balanced running back in his class. He's a very good first cut runner and great pass catcher, which makes him a more balanced player because he's actually pretty slow at the 40 yard dash. And I think his speed was like 4.62. So um, we'll see with him. And I'm thinking he'll be like in the sixth round that he'll be like a sixth round steal. Yeah. 132 attempts, 676 yards and six touchdowns for his 2019 seven, another little shorter five eleven two eighteen. So maybe a bruiser up the middle. He had 826 yards in 2018 with seven touchdowns. He's a beast. Definitely interesting pick. I'm going to yeah, have yeah. to watch tape on him too. I'm, I'm interested. They, uh, they compared him a lot to Emmett Smith, actually. Emmett that type of running, like the middle, and he doesn't have that breakaway speed, but he he somehow finds the end zone too. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Speed's not everything. Sometimes, if you just get that, you just hit that hole, make one guy yeah. miss or run him over. Yeah, that's a, that's a big aspect. 
Yeah, and then the other pick that I have is uh, Zuniga, who's a defensive end for Florida as well. So the only thing with him is he had a high ankle injury or sprain, I think, earlier in his career. So he only played for six games. And in those games, he basically, like, was unstoppable. So some of his stats, so he's 6'3", 264 pounds, uh, impressed with the bench press, repping 225 pounds 29 times, and his 40-yard dash was at 4.64, and he was second among all the defensive linemen. So Strong. If can, yeah, if he can get in the fourth round, that'll be a steal. Yeah, and they're saying your Seahawks may take him, actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, if as long as it's not in the first round, we can take anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need edge rushers. And how how many games did he play in 2019? He only played six only because six, he had a yeah. high ankle sprain. But he was Still in the three games, sacks. Yeah, in the six games he played, the defense was totally dominant. I mean, it was night and day difference with him on the field and without right, him on right. the field. He's Very definitely interesting. Yeah, uh, impact player. And you're saying middle round, fourth round, Seahawks predicting to get him. Hoping. Yeah, that's what I heard. I thought we're on the street. One of our sleeper picks end up with the Seahawks. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on him then. (laughs) Uh, Durf, who do you have for your sleeper pick? So my sleeper pick, um, I think I had to find another one. I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Elliott from... The Missouri Tigers. Um, I watched a little bit of a tape on him this afternoon. Um, from what I read, too, though, he's definitely a better pass rusher um, than defending the run. But I think his positive is that he has an, a great amount of explosiveness that gets overlooked a lot um, compared to other defensive linemen um, in the draft just because his sack numbers went down. Um, his junior year. Um, and I saw some video today too, where he completely blew up the pocket, but didn't get the sack because the quarterback threw the ball away. Like, is that his fault? Not really. Um, and from what I've seen reports of, he's most likely going in that late second round, um, or to that early mid third round. So, um, I think he's, going to be one of those guys that they people looked past and then realized that they probably made a mistake down the road yeah he's a big boy at 6'4 315 right big big boy (laughs) uh i I do apologize for taking your sleeper pick because we don't communicate these things beforehand (laughs) but yeah mine was uh safety geno stone of the iowa hawkeyes and I think I've seen his name fluttered around as a sleeper for a while now. Uh, if he's only 5'10", at 210 pounds. He's definitely undersized for your classic NFL safety. But this guy has a high football IQ. He knows where to be, when to be there. He knows where the ball's going to be. He can, he's very good at reading a quarterback and where his eyes are going. And then he's good at diagnosing plays early. So if it's going to be a screen play, if it's a run to the outside, he can get ahead of blockers. So, because for his size, if he gets caught by a blocker, he's he's done. That's he's not going to be able to get through an offensive lineman. But he's good at getting through them before they are even downfield, ready to make blocks, coming through, 
and making a hard hit. I watched his highlight tape. He makes a lot of hard hits, but when one of my knocks along with his side, his size is um, a lot of those hits aren't, he's not wrapping people up. He's kind of just hitting these smaller guys with the shoulder and he's taking them down and it makes good tape, but in the NFL, it's, it's not going to work. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to uh, go for those legs and use a little bit of technique instead of just pure power. But he is listed as the sixth best safety in the league. And uh, second, like kind of like a uh, Durf's pick there, second round, uh, late second round, early third round, probably. Uh, but whatever team gets them, definitely going to be lucky to have them. And if he does draft to the third round, that'll be a that'll definitely be a steal. Nice. Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited to look up these players and see where they all go. I'm definitely writing yeah. them all down and seeing when they get picked. Uh, so uh, as we wrap up the show, as they always do on Sports Bliss, uh, we got a little uh, would you rather question, I believe it is, from Chris. Are you guys ready? Oh, I am pumped. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Your starting quarterback is now being replaced. Would you rather have Jameis Winston or Cam Newton? Oh, oh man. <laughs> it is dead silence. I knew that would get it. <laughs> This is the million dollar question this offseason, isn't it though? I mean, this yep. is what oh man, this is what all the GMs have to struggle with. Oh, and death man. is not an option. Oh. <laughs> or changing teams. You gotta stick with your team. Can I have both? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I I've I've rode the Jameis train for a while now. And I just I just ride that train because he's an exciting player to watch because he can throw 30-plus touchdowns along with his 30-plus interceptions. <laughs> and it's fun to watch, but I don't want him doing that for my team. No. <laughs> so as long as Cam Newton is healthy and I can do a medical evaluation on him before he gets here, I, I will take Cam Newton. Okay. So we got one Cam. Hmm. Well, I'm... I thought about Cam. I feel like the injury history is a little worrisome. Like Dylan said, like a physical is going to be a telling point. Um, but I'm going to actually go Jameis Winston on this one, mainly because he's had all these elective surgeries this year. Like he can he can actually see the end zone now. <laughs> um, so like, he's like, taking the procedure. Yeah, so like maybe this fixes it. Like maybe this. 30 intercept 30 and 30 is maybe 30 and 20 next year. So um yeah, so I'm going to take Jameis Winston on this one. Interesting. I I'm fine with it. I I I if I was forced to take Jameis, I wouldn't hate it, but if you're going to give me Cam Newton who's already been to a Super Bowl, he's a little yeah. bit of a vet, he's had that yeah. experience. I I'll, I'll I'll take him it, as long as he's healthy. Big big if if he's right. healthy. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much for both coming on the show. Uh, again, this is Sports Bliss. Uh, you guys can, you want to give out the link or where you can find the show, anything like that? Yeah, you can find us at Anchor FM slash Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. That's with a K. And we're on like every, pretty much every streaming platform or podcast platform. Yeah, and then on Instagram, it's just Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. 
All right. And I'll be sure to throw that in the description of the episode as well. And since you guys end your episode with the uh, Would You Rather, Durf, how about you let them know how we end our show? All hail the Jockstrap King.